Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight, we're chatting about tattoos again. Yes, we did have a previous episode where we kind of lightly touched on some different things involving the tattoo world, the body mod world. Um, We got a little off track with our topic a bit, but uh, I know Adrian kind of wanted to steer back to the topic because she's been itching recently to get a new tattoo, as have I. Uh, What's on the docket for you? Like, what's next up to bat? Yeah, what's... Um, I really... Like, there's a little bit of a backstory to it, which is what I wanted to talk about today. Like, why we got our tattoos, if they mean anything, if we, like, assigned a meaning after we got it, because I've definitely done that. Um, But the next thing I want to get, it's going to be my first arm tattoo. I even said in, like, the last episode, and I've been saying this for years, I was like, I'm never going to get an arm tattoo. My arms are so tiny, like, it's not enough of, like, a canvas, you know? Um, But the the item that I want to get, it's a spoon, and I want to get it, like, on the front part of my bicep so I can, like, see it all the time. And have you ever heard of the spoon theory? Yes. You have mentioned that uh, that's sort of your currency of like how you spend your time, right? Like your brain energy specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's that's morphed into the idea. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it more symbolic looking. So I want like the spoon itself to maybe be like negative space. And then around it to be like really like chaotic black energy, you know, like uh, big paint splatches or, you know, sketchy lines or something like chaotic looking. And then like the spoon is like the stable point. I like it. I like, do you have an idea of like what style it's going to be? Is it going to just be like a super like kind of a regular Neo style, just like newer tattoo style? uh, Like I don't know if it has a name, but there's an artist in Northern Atlanta that does this really, it's like an illustrated kind of um, style, but it's also like all of the shading is like uh, scribbles and hash marks and stuff. Like it's very Mm. um, sketchbook looking kind of it like everything does look very realistic, but it's like if you drew it with a pencil and it was like your main sketch, but then you never like, super refined it or you know added color or anything okay okay yeah so it's like it's hinting at realism a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean i get well what do we know we're not we're not like art majors or anything so not even a little we we excuse you know we excuse ourselves if we're you know maybe (laughs) using the wrong term here but uh but yeah i think that would be really neat in that style i was thinking like even sort of the style that my uh my left arm my lower left arm is done in where it's like a more hyper realism you know, where a spoon could actually be like in a negative, yeah, in that negative space, but have like a bunch of crazy stuff going around uh, in there. Yeah. Uh, I know some of you guys have seen the work that's done on my forearm, especially like it's a crazy, I, I actually would like to talk about the meaning of that tattoo a lot. Um, so basically it's, it's, a, it's kind of the same thing that Adrian is describing where, you know, it is using the negative space to have a chair and it's like in a, in an abandoned backdrop is is how i would describe it i mean obviously it's very hard to show you guys if you're not watching i know it kind of is like a nice little challenge to describe it to people who can't see it Um, yeah but it's like like a a scene from like an abandoned building right yeah essentially essentially like imagine a black and white 
you know, a crumbly brick background with mm-hmm. a single chair that has like cobwebs hanging off of it. That's Very, like post-apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much but uh, with going along with the abandoned building thing, um I used to be like really big into urban exploration and you know, finding the uh, various abandoned sometimes even historic buildings in St. Louis yeah. uh and roaming around in there and for whatever reason, every single building that I went into, there was always at least a chair. If it could be as bare as possible, but there was always a single chair. I don't know why. Like it was just something that kept reoccurring, and I was like really into it at the time. So I was like, you know what? This would make a dope tattoo. And uh, the artist who did it, his name's Kyle Scarborough. He's out of Washington, Missouri. So if like if anyone is ever interested in getting a tattoo from him, it's not far from St. Louis. Like if you were to fly or take a train or drive to St. Louis, you'd have to only drive another 45 minutes to get to him. Oh, so it's like pretty uh, local to you then. Yeah. Yeah. So from like St. Louis County, it would be like a, it would be like a 25 minute drive, maybe a 30 minute drive from the city. It would be like another 15 minutes. Uh, But yeah, so he's, he's pretty close, but he's far out enough there where it can, I mean, you know, it's like it's like a little Missouri town. It's really weird because like they have like some really badass tattoo artists like in this little Missouri town. Um, I mean, if I was a tattoo artist or wanted to be creative, I wouldn't want to be in like the smack dab of like Central City, you know, because then you get like a hmm. lot of foot traffic. Maybe you don't want. Whereas like if you're out in like podunk nowhere, it's like you have to come out here. That's so true. I mean, for Kyle particularly, he is appointment only if I if I remember correctly, because his work is like it's very top notch. It is in demand. Nice. You know, so I mean, it's at the point where he doesn't need the walk in revenue. Yeah, he can uh, work in the middle of nowhere if he wants to. Yeah, essentially. And people will go like and people will pay the premium that is required to get his work done. And don't get me wrong, like it's it's like paying for like a a, a fine art painting you know like you're gonna pay the extra money per hour to uh to get somebody with those accolades you know yeah so definitely that's well i'm excited i'm excited to see though how it turns out with like the are you gonna like are you gonna make it like in a frame so then like have like a frame the negative space of the spoon and then have like all of the chaos kind of in the frame or are you just gonna kind of let it do I feel its like thing. It would be cool if it almost like since I want it like if you hold your hand out in front of you like flat like you're holding a plate and you have your upward facing bicep. I want yeah. it to go vertically along that. And I thought it would be kind of cool if the chaos like went on either side of my arm a little bit, you know. Okay. Like exaggerate yeah. it. Yeah. I got a tattoo there actually too. I got one right there. <laughs> nice. As I point to it on a podcast. But uh yeah. <laughs> That was that was actually one of my early tattoos. It's uh, Alkaline Trio. If you guys are into punk music at all, um, that's uh, one of one of their logos. But uh, but yeah, I I really like that placement, especially like you said. You know, you don't have a lot of canvas area since you have smaller mm-hmm. arms, and like that's how artists do really like view, you know, your skin uh, as kind of like these panels. You know, like you have a forearm panel, you have an outer forearm panel. Like those are ways that they're viewed so i mean yeah i think that's a i think that's a proper design idea you know from that i guess from that standpoint to put it in that spot i think that's a good idea 
Yeah, and I really do want to put it on the front instead of like if I did put it on the side, like from shoulder to elbow, technically it's wider and there'd be more to work with, but I wouldn't see it as often, you know? Sure. Because like sure. I, I do have a tattoo on the back of my leg. Um, do you know who Totoro is? I do not. So there's the this um what do you call it? Like a genre of films or like a producer of films? I can't remember. The studio. There we go. A studio that okay. produces these films. Um, it's Ghibli Studio. But okay. it's like an anime, um, animated kind of like I don't cottagecore kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> I just um, heard that term for the first time today, by the way. Really? Yeah. I'm no all idea. about it. All about I know, it. I know. Living in the middle of the nowhere, having fresh <laughs> herbs everywhere. Fuck yeah. I'd love that. Right. right. <laughs> um, but a lot of those movies are very like rose colored glasses, kind of cozy, you know, movies. Sure. Um, but that one has like this big, it's like a forest spirit kind of cat. And it has like a little umbrella to protect like its little head from the rain. And it helped like these two little lost girls like find their way back home. And it was just so cozy and I loved it. And I got a tattoo of it on the back of my leg. And it's a pretty good tattoo. It's nothing like crazy exceptional, but I never see it. I forget it's there. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, I don't think I'll ever get, especially my back. You know, that's like, that's really one thing that you, but that's, you know, because I'm real estate for like a big ass piece, you know, it is, it is. But like, how am I supposed to enjoy it? It's you know, five I, grand and never see it. Right. Like <laughs> that's more for like, if you, I think you get a back piece, a full back piece. If you really enjoy an artist and like, you want them to further tattoo you and you just don't have any other like prime real estate, you know? So you just, you're like, Hey tattoo my back because it's more for other people at that point yeah than your own enjoyment so yeah. unless you're around a lot of mirrors <laughs> and you're shirtless all the time so i mean if that's, that's a dream but that if that's the case house. yeah no, <laughs> exactly i have one mirror in my house and it is in my bathroom and it's not a full size so <laughs> what ray you need more mirrors i do i do you know it's just want to look at myself all the time <laughs> i mean that's fair but it also just make rooms like feel bigger like my office is really small it's deceptive because i put the camera really far away from the other wall so it looks big but like you're looking at mm. the whole fucking office right um, <laughs> but i have like a giant like i don't know almost five foot wide mirror on the side so that when the, the morning light comes in it reflects and it makes it super bright in here and you can take really cool selfies for Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that too. If I wanted to just like, you know, post up on my desk or something. Right. Or like, do you like the floor selfie where you're like sitting down, you know, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. classic. Yeah. Or like tilts it towards me. So I look longer. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I feel like I would get my legs done before my back. Probably. Are you, are you planning on like never getting any other leg pieces done? At least, oh, no. like, on the I would back love a full leg. like pair of pants. Pair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I would I'm do working... even like the side of the butt cheeks. I don't think I would do anything too close to the crack, but I mean, like, the side of the butt, that's a good flat piece of meat, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You Especially know, like, like bones in the way to make it weird. Right. Right. And like the way that like women are usually structured, that's like a you, that's a good spot, you know? I guess, I guess it would be okay on a man, but like we have man butts. So <laughs> I mean, some man butts are really good butts. Just saying. I mean, okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> this might be a little bit fuzzier of a tattoo. Right. Right. <laughs> that's another thing too. Right. Like, um, I've thought about 
you know some leg tattoos but uh being from a from a german descent uh you know i have really hairy legs so i mean i would be doing a disservice in some ways to get Cover a tattoo and let all that hair grow back over it and you know so i mean i got pretty lucky like on my arms um my tattoos on my arms are pretty bold so you know they don't cover up too much like you can still really see the you know what they're about <laughs> you know versus i mean even on my chest you know i i i don't really like uh, i don't have a super hairy chest so it works out pretty good it's just my legs they're like a forest so and they're <laughs> you know and they're coarse they're like coarse dark brown hairs so it's like a beard yeah exactly exactly well, it's a good thing I don't get a plan on getting any face tattoos or anything. So <laughs> that would be kind of funny, though. Like if you got a tattoo and one day you shaved your beard, nobody knew it was there. Right. <laughs> or just the awkward walk after like the artist shaves just that patch of hair to do the tattoo. You oh, walk out of the shop. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It is always that. funny to like have that happen. Like I think we touched base on this last tattoo episode but um like when you get shaved and there's like still like hairs left over and you're just kind of like oh that's weird looking like it looks like somebody it looks like you were like drunk shaving yourself and you for and you missed the spot like when there's hair left over <laughs> See, for me it's like an opposite problem because i have a lot of leg tattoos so while it's healing you can't shave and then i just have like mm. a hairy tattoo and the rest of my legs are you know like dolphins right so, <laughs> i didn't oh i wouldn't even have thought about that oh, see this dude, is so itchy because like when it's you're in like that peeling phase and you can't touch mm -hmm. it and then the hair oh, yeah. i just i lose it dude yeah i can imagine that being super bad on legs because let's be real i mean that's typically for most people where you do get the most hair yeah um you know i mean for some people i guess it would be like their chest or their back or whatever you know if they're males but uh but yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I like, I know, yeah, for some, some tattoos, my arms, my lower arms for sure, because they're hairy. Um, when those bad boys were growing back, it was scratch city. I mean, it's so tough. <laughs> what are some of the, the tattoos on your arms? You know, I'd like, I know you have like a pig one for like barbecue, right? Yeah, I got a, I, so they call it the ditch. If anybody doesn't know that it's like the little space that's like opposite of your elbow. Mm -hmm. uh that's what they i guess what they call that in the industry um i've got uh basically a bunch of like american traditional stuff on my one arm um the one that's on my forearm uh it's a dagger and a snake and uh and a skull so it's very traditional mm -hmm. <laughs> i can see it in my head uh, right and it says make fate on there uh because i really like the idea from terminator 2 when uh she carves in the there's like a table and she's like john connor's mom she carves in no fate and then john connor goes oh shit she's gonna go do x i'm not gonna ruin the movie if you haven't seen it but okay. she, but uh but john connor's like no fate oh shit no fate no fate in what we make and that means that sarah connor was gonna go alter history she was gonna make her own history make her own fate um so that's yeah so that was kind of a it's more of like a motivational tattoo like go out there and, and get it you know mm -hmm. fucking make your own fate um i like the then, phrasing of that instead of just like just do it or whatever you know yeah yeah it's i think it like the artist 
who did most of that stuff on that arm um jake from heartland shout out to him um he does he does really solid uh american traditional stuff but he like i could tell he really didn't want to like put the make fate in there because he just wanted like the design to be the design but i was like come on just add like a little banner at the top and the bottom and then just put make fate in there he's like okay like <laughs> you know um like again the same thing would happen with the tattoo on the back of my arm um and this is more just um kind of, this is more symbolism i i got him to sneak in the little life uh little again it's like in a little banner you know but the design is a compass a skeleton key and a lock that is in the shape of a heart and that's just like uh the, the way to okay. my heart so <laughs> um but also sort of encompassing that with life as well um finding the meaning to life finding the way to my heart whatever like it's all encompassing in there sure. so you know i mean <laughs> but again the life little tag you know i was like come on just put it in there and he's like eh, okay i had to fight him a little bit on it <laughs> i feel <laughs> like he... the the banners are really nice and very like on brand with that kind of art style but they also do take up a lot of space sometimes yeah i think he didn't want to you know he didn't want to distract away from what the actual design was that's um, fair. which is understandable you know but yes you are correct i mean like american traditional a lot of banners are used like it's just mm -hmm. you know and then like of course there's like you know a font type that is typically found in american traditional as well and he used that but um yeah i mean you know i i do have like some regrets on like the placements of these tattoos like i kind of have like more of like a hodgepodge thing going on pretty much mm -hmm. everywhere with myself but i like that kind of like sticker book kind of look you know like when there's like individual pieces instead of like let's do a whole sleeve and then let's let's, let's do a whole chest and then let's do like i don't know like it's grown on me a lot i mean i think i'm a little biased because that's how my tattoos ended up being mm -hmm. but in the long run you know i mean to have like this full you know full thought out piece at one time that's like a little daunting for some yeah it's a little daunting for some people um just not only from maybe a creative aspect because like mm -hmm. you know i mean there's times where you'll look at like a full sleeve and be like oh like you got a bunch of like cloud filler or like a cobweb or, or i don't you know just stars or whatever you know to kind of like fill in the voids of like where the creativity lacks either from the client or the artist you know mm -hmm. depending but like it's almost like forced right like instead you know i just kind of like slap some stuff together at the time that it meant the most to me so i, I kind of like that though because then you like when you look at each piece you remember like how old you were when you got it why you got it you know like things like that and i think you can also take your time because if like i always think about like my next tattoo and i'm like oh man i'm young my skin is good i gotta get them now you know yeah. And I used to have like this weird like stigma in my head that if you like for my for example, like I have the front of my thigh done and the front of my my shin done, but I don't have like my kneecap done. So I was like, oh, man, well, my leg isn't finished, you know, on quote, yeah. it's not done. Um, It's like, well, so fucking what? You know, I'm taking my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I but there is sort of like that. Yeah, if you're if you're like a if you're really OCD maybe or you're like a perfectionist, you know, 
maybe tattooing is not for you. And if you do get tattooed, like you probably do want to get like a full sleeve done at one time or, or you know, however it may be or a full yeah. back piece or whatever it may be. Because I mean, you're going to be like, yeah, you're going to be at war with yourself, you know, instead of just accepting that you have some art on your skin and it's going to be there for the rest of your life. Like once you like get into like the, the presentness of that idea, like the more that you are at peace with it. And mm -hmm. I apologize guys if tank barks because he's looking at people outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're exciting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, what do you, do you think that you're going to like, you think you're going to like have all the, the, your prime real estate done, both your arms done at some point, or are you like going legs more? Or? I definitely go legs more because, um, during the healing process, like I don't really take it easy, you know, I don't yeah. do anything differently other than like the care for the tattoo. Sure. Um, so I am nervous to get my first arm tattoo because I feel like wearing a shirt's going to suck. Um, showering's going to suck like the regular stuff, but just in a different place. And I feel like yeah. I'm going to like hit it or bump it more or like accidentally scratch myself or something like that. And it's just going to be like frustrating for a little bit it's a new experience i'm not used to it i think you'll be fine i mean just wear like baggy shirts you know i mean that's what i generally tell people like that have like exposed well i guess it also depends on the time of the year we are in summer so like uh, but yeah, then again it's, like it's 95 be... outside well yeah i mean to be <laughs> fair though like you'll have it'll be on your upper arms so like a regular t-shirt you know if it's like a baggy t-shirt would cover it but i think it'll be fine but i do understand that like yeah, it's it's different with every tattoo usually because you find different ways to contort yourself in the shower yeah. <laughs> to you know to avoid uh, direct water contact. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'll probably wait until like early next year to get it. You know, because I know that a lot of tattoo shops are like way booked out because they had to close down for so long and they have to catch up on their previously booked appointments. So yeah. Yeah. And and people are spending their stimulus checks on tattooing, which is I, not a surprise. I paid off a credit card with mine. <laughs> How responsible of you. <laughs> I know. I, the, I'm not going to lie. I was human. The first thing I did when I saw it, I was like, I could just blow this money. I could just spend it on whatever. And I feel like that's part of it, you know, to go back into like the money cycle. Yeah. But yeah, I should have spent it on tattoo. <laughs> I mean, a twelve hundred dollar tattoo. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. Tattoo. Exactly, exactly. That would finish my belly. You know, like that's that's next on the docket for me. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's uh, it's allocating funds for stuff like that too. That kind of has stopped me from, you know, going forth. Uh, I feel like when I was younger, obviously, I was like, let's just spend money and not care. And <laughs> obviously, the older mm. that you get, you know, you become a little more responsible and i know i'm being a debbie downer right now but uh no but it's realistic because <laughs> you once know. you find artists that you like usually you know they're x amount of dollars an hour you know it, it usually isn't by piece anymore unless your your dude's cutting you some kind of deal um, yeah like for example like the artist that i really like to go to is about 200 dollars an hour yeah um, that's pretty standard honestly for like a certain level of work so I agree. with the tattoo that I want, I'm expecting like, I don't know, at least like 600 to a thousand dollars somewhere in there. 
Oh, that's so crazy. Like, I feel, do you feel, do you feel like the, I mean, the hourly rate has to have gone up, right? I mean, at least from when I got tattooed initially. I'm so I've, I've only gotten like one or two other tattoos in a shop before I found like a group of artists that I really like. Um, and I feel like the first one I got, like they ripped me the fuck off mm, just because I mean, like I was young and they could. Oh yeah, I I've been there. Um, so I got like five dots above each eyebrow, and like they didn't even really stick. They're super faded, and they charged me what was it like fifteen dollars a dot or something like that. Like I paid like ninety dollars plus tip, so like a hundred and something dollars for yeah like, for ten dots. You know, like you didn't need to draw a design. You didn't need like it took five minutes of your time you know yeah one color one needle and i get that you have a minimum but it's not 90 like (laughs) right well maybe not even back then you know i mean yeah this was like 10 years ago yeah i mean shop minimums you know at least in midwest towns you know were like 60 bucks Mm -hmm. you know supplies yeah or like i've even seen some as low as like 40 but again i mean you know i'm sure it's more now uh, that times have changed. I mean, I've been eligible legally to get a tattoo for 15 years now. Actually, no, 16 years. It was my birthday yesterday. Um, so birthday. 16 years. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old and stuff. Um, yeah. So 16 years now. Uh, right? Did I do the math correctly? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, but I feel like when I first started getting tattooed, it was like $100 an hour was pretty average. And then like a really good artist would have been like 140, maybe like 160 an hour. So I guess, okay. yeah, like, I mean, now for like S tier, you know, artists, 200 bucks is not out of the norm, you know? Um, but again, like, I mean, you are right. I, the, the hour ridge sort of changes depending on what kind of piece you're doing or mm-hmm. however it may be, you know? Yeah. And so. some artists do charge differently. Like to my understanding um, from the guy who did my chest piece, you know, $200 an hour. Like, yeah, it does cover like the actual tattoo time, but there's a lot of like time that is not being done in the skin that you're still paying them for. So that's kind of like it gets bundled, you know, like oh yeah, him drawing the design, him working out like the color scheme and placement and all that kind of stuff. So you're also like paying for that time. Did you do a deposit when it's somebody out of uh out of a shop or not out of like yeah they're they're not working in a shop. Did you still put down like a deposit for the design and everything like a shop typically would do? Uh I the the kitchen magicians that have tattooed me, it was pretty much like they had all their shit there and I just like gave them like 80 bucks to get something done so there was never like an appointment to be made. Oh wait, um, maybe I misunderstood you. So the guy that like that tattooed your chest he was, he was like top. Shop. Oh, he was in, okay. That's yeah, okay. I was, I'm mistaken. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> that, that that question doesn't count. Because <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like I, every tattoo that I've had is in a shop or has been in a shop, and they always like require a you know at least a fifty dollar deposit. I think um, it's like a hundred and something or like a hundred flat somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I guess like the higher tier you know, artists that you go to would be like more of a, you know, cause they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're fleshing out more of like an actual, like super duper intricate design, you know, if they're a top tier artist versus like maybe like a more standard, 
you know, tattoos, just like a, a run of the mill tattoo, even though it might not be like run of the mill quality, you know, not trying to say that or anything, but uh, honestly, yeah. we're kind of lucky it's only a hundred bucks because like my chess piece took three sessions. Each session was, you know, somewhere around like $700. Um, so like if I would have just bailed and he already booked those three appointments, that's like a lot of potential money he could like lose out on, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, I guess they would, they would, tr they would fill probably, I mean, hopefully, you know, but still, I mean, sometimes, you know, whenever you're trying to fill a, a long session like that, I'm and sure you got to make up work you already did. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. <laughs> we are lucky. It's probably only a hundred bucks. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I think, um, I don't know. I, I really do want to get this spoon tattoo, but after that, I feel like my brain's kind of short of ideas. Do you have like multiple stacked up in the bank or just like one that you're kind of chewing on? Yeah. I, I try to like separate them out into like a banger, you know, like a, like an hour tattoo, you know, mm -hmm. something that like, we talked about uh like uh traveling and getting tattoos while we travel i never do uh you have a couple times right i've been tattooed in different states but it wasn't like traveling it's just because i've lived so many places oh okay maybe i was yeah maybe i was mistaken then um but yeah i've never like <clears throat> on all my adventures like i never think about hey like I should pop into like a, a good tattoo shop in the city. And my pops does that. He gets a flag you know, for every country he goes to. That's sick. I mean, yeah, if I were his like. His leg is decorated. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. so cool. Wait, how many countries are we talking here? Um, He started when we went to Ireland. And I think he's added like 10 since then. What? That's awesome. Yeah. And it's just like all the flags. It looks really cool. I want to like. I want to know some stories from him if he's ever like gone to like a sketchy shop at, in another country. Like honestly, what are the, the one in Ireland was a little sketchy. <laughs> was it? Were they just like slamming Jameson and like Guinness and like, oh, let's get you in here, laddie? Like, no, they didn't, like slosh or anything, but like he paid, you know, like a tourist fee, got a tattoo. I touched it up later because a lot of the ink came out, oh, and then no. I think he even had to get it like touched up again and get like a black outline put around it because it just wasn't like showing up huh yeah so yeah they didn't go deep enough yeah that sucks or like use the right shades for his skin pigment you know they use like a lime green instead of an emerald green you know shit like that sure sure yeah <laughs> jeez <laughs> well i mean that's still really cool though um i'm certainly jealous of that i think it would be cool to even like get a tattoo for every city you've been to but uh Holy crap, you'd be out a lot of money <laughs> if that were the case. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And then you got to account for the fact that like you're on vacation. So don't drink the day before and, you know, yeah. stuff like that, which is virtually impossible. on no, vacation. It's impossible. Like if you don't <laughs> show up sloshed, you're lucky. Like <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Gosh, there's definitely been times on bigger pieces where I drank the night before and like my artist would be like, bro, <laughs> like. Oh, I'm pretty good about that for the most part. But I have drank before getting like a piercing and then you just like it's like a river of blood. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I had a couple beers. <laughs> oh, God, I could only imagine that being worse because like you're literally creating a hole, like a hole. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like going to the third layer of the skin, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still gnarly, but like not as gnarly as a piercing. <laughs> yeah. When I had my uh, septum pierced, um, I was hungover. 
but I had already made the appointment and like was going to hang out with a friend the night before and, you know, made bad choices at like 18. Um, As we so do. yeah. Uh, so I got my septum pierced the next day and it's just like, it wouldn't clot. Like it wouldn't make a scab and stop bleeding. So like if I touched it or sneezed or moved my nose at all, like it would just start bleeding and it just looked like I had a bloody nose and it would go into my mouth and it was fucking terrible. <laughs> and I, just, I, mean, I took it out. I couldn't get it to heal right. Cause I got it pierced at a bad time. Wouldn't be terrible if you were a vampire. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. It seems like pennies <laughs> though. It's a terrible diet. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, it just requires like more keeping the tattoo clean, you know, depending on like the area that they're working on, like if they're doing an outline or a shade or whatever. But yeah, no, definitely have bled a lot on on a couple. Have you lost <laughs> any like uh, pigment or anything because of it or gotten like scarred because they had to pack it harder or um, not really it's good? I feel like, you know, there were a couple of times where I was like healing a bigger piece and. You know, like sometimes you get that like clump of like dry skin that you think may scab over, you know, mm -hmm. especially like if you're like trying to like not itch it, but you end up itching it anyway, you know, oh, like type dude, of thing. it's the worst when you like subconsciously itch because you don't remember there's a tattoo there and you're just like, oh, scratch. And you're like, <gasps> like, it's, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, there's been a couple times where like you freak out and like you'll get like your fingernail caught underneath one of those. <laughs> And you'll be oh like, God. what do I do? What do I do? I rip it off? Do I just like let it try to heal back? Like, oh, no. Like, oh, yeah, I've definitely done that. Oh, yeah. Because I but, had like a huge black sun on my thigh and that was just like one big black gnarly scab. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I would like scratch it like in my sleep and I would wake up and be like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Like sleep is definitely one of those things where. You know, it's it's hard to avoid, you know, like uh, I know for my chest, for sure, like I refused after like the first night or two to like put uh, saran wrap on my chest so I could sleep. I was like, I can't I can't do this. It's too uncomfortable, like trying to like tape saran wrap or like even saran wrap around your entire body. Oh, my God. Um, It was just not working. So like I would put on like some extra I was using like A&D at the time. That's Same. how old. That's like how old this was, you know, like back when they didn't have Aquaphor and all the other cool stuff they have now. Use Crisco, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. right. Um, so yeah, I had I would just pack on like extra little extra A and D. And like if I happened to sleep on my stomach, which at that time I did, you know, like oh well. And luckily it turned out just fine. I mean, there's definitely, you know, they're they're there should have been something that messed up on my on my chest for sure. But I don't know. It worked out. So <laughs> I thought I, I ruined a piece of my chest tattoo at one point um, because I was like all wrapped up in Tegaderm. But I have these little petals towards like my armpit and one of them like escaped out of the, the Tegaderm and yeah. everything else sealed down and that was out. So it I didn't know it was until it was already like a scab. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll try to wash it as best I can. That tiny little fucking leaf without getting water in the rest of the tegaderm and lotion yeah. it. But I did a shit job, apparently. And I like waited too long before it like scabbed over. And I had huh. reached up and my skin stretched and it split. Oh. Um, yeah, because like it was a scab, you know, it's not flexible at all. 
So yeah. I, I reached up and the skin split open and it started bleeding. I'm like, oh my God, like, is this ruined? Thankfully, the skin went back together and it's like on an area that it doesn't really matter that there's a scar there now. But yeah, my, my skin split like a little bit. I've never had a tattoo bleed. I would definitely be in the same position. Like, um, I, I just, ru- I just ruined this. I was like, like I spent, 100%. yeah, I spent yeah. X amount of dollars and I just like fucking yeah. ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Just, whatever. You know, no big deal. Everything's fine. Yeah. No, I, I definitely would have been in full freakout mode for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't ever think that, uh, I yeah, maybe no, I was probably close to that at some points. Um, you know, just where like maybe you had like a long shift at work and you forgot your A and D or your lotion or something, and like Ooh, yes, you know, like it was just it it got real dry, you know, and you're like, you can't wait to get off work and like rub, you know, your tattoo with lotion or A and D because it's We're literally so- just itching. Yeah, the itching yeah, is what yeah. drives me nuts because I feel like it's like bacteria or something, you know? So I'm just like, I have to wash it. <laughs> right, right. The worst. Well, I, I think I mentioned this though in the first tattoo podcast, but I, I know at least one artist that did work on me um, swore by using nothing. Yeah, you did. Like, you talked about like it was like natural healing or dry healing. He just like does nothing. Yeah. And his reasoning was, you know, he was like, well, when you get burned, like, what does your skin naturally do? It heals itself. And I was like, okay, you have a point. But like, if you have access to like these things, why not use them? So plus, I mean, if you took like two pieces of like identical, whatever, let's say a banana or something, and you burned one and then did nothing and you burned the other and then like tried to help that one, the one that you try to help is phenomenally better. It has a chance, a better chance of survival. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever burned yourself like on your oven? Like you like oh, open yeah. the door of it and you like clip the top and you're like, Fuck! and then you Absolutely. get like that, that, uh, uh, like pocket of whatever your body puts out like a, like yeah, a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> like if you wrap that and baby it and tell it nice, like affirmations, you know, like I'm proud of you or something like that, you know, it does way better. And if you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, pop it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. There's been a couple times where I've used A&D for a burn. I was like, oh, my tattoo cream. Like, I'll just use this for this. And I burned myself on this fucking whatever. Like, works out great. <laughs> yeah, same. I have these little like A&D packets in like my first aid kit in the bathroom. And I've used those a couple times just being stupid and touching something hot. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like little... Are they like little like gauze things that have it on there or like, or are they just like little like squirt packets, like a little ketchup packet, little like ketchup packet, but like a very tiny amount. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. I yeah, like that. It's pretty nice. My parents always told me to get a first aid kit. And when I didn't buy one, they bought me one. Um, <laughs> so there's yeah. one in each bathroom and there's one in each of our cars. Yeah. We talked about that in a previous episode, yep. how I am very ill prepared I don't have a single, I don't even know. I do have a first aid kit with my camping gear, but it's like a car first aid kit. <laughs> Cause like, uh, Japanese makers for whatever reason, they like, they care about their, 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 their people, I guess. And they put first aid kits in their cars. Um, apparently I just found this out the other day nice. uh, from a YouTube channel that I watch. And yeah, apparently 
for American automakers, like they don't, they just don't put first aid kits in their cars, but Japanese makers do. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> They're a lot more health conscious than we are though. Like people wear masks on the regular, you know, like people sure. like yeah. don't touch often. Well, and I think that's why, like, you know, one of the main things that people recommend you do when you buy a car or, you know, trade in your car, just, you know, come in possession with a new car is to get a first aid kit, get like some road flares or, you know, a, a change of clothes in there just in case, you know, fire starter, you know, basic survival stuff, you know, just in case I have none of that. <laughs> I definitely don't have extra clothes. If I do, they're probably disgusting. Like from like the gym or something. I forgot about them. I actually, yes, I do have a pair of <laughs> sweaty socks that have been in my trunk and a pair Ooh, of shoes. Probably a pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. But listen, if I'm in a situation where I need them, I got them. <laughs> Good old crusty socks. And shoes. Don't forget the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. those that'll save you when you got a flat tire and a yeah, paper you know, what? Okay. What if you... What if I rolled down a ravine and I flew out the window and for some reason I landed on my feet and I got my feet wet in the creek and I needed to have some fresh, dry Wait, shoes if you on. flew out the fucking window driving down a ravine, <laughs> a shoe is not your problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I needed them, I got them and you don't. So you can have fun with your... <sighs> sloppy wet socks or whatever you have on at the time and i'll be in my dry you know maybe a little stinky but dry shoes and socks i'm just oh you know. i will hand it to you that um wet socks does feel absolutely disgusting yeah there's no there's no worse feeling like as far as like a wet uh form of clothing is is a like uh like whenever you're like on a hike or you know even just like in general in nature and you like just so happen to like be like crossing a creek and you're like don't fucking don't don't do it don't slip off this rock don't oh, do it and man. then you step in the creek and then you just have one fucking soaking ass shoe and sock the rest of the time you're like playing with your friends and they got dry feet but you don't yeah and you got like <laughs> one shoe that's making a weird jelly noise you know yeah yeah. yeah. And if you post up for a minute, like it takes hours to dry. So right. <laughs> Might as well keep some crusty socks in your trunk. <laughs> hey, again, you know, I'm prepared. So uh, you know, and I've got that and I've got uh I've got a a spare jack and a and a tire iron. So you know, <laughs> I can change a tire. Nice. Change a tire, change my socks. Um yeah, so you told me about your your two arm pieces. Uh, one that I didn't talk about in the last episode is a flower piece that's on the front of my calf. Mm -hmm. And it was from a really, really bizarre dream that I had. Yeah. And it just, it stuck with me. And it wouldn't, like, leave me alone. Like, it was just nagging me. Okay. And the way throughout your day. Yeah, this or immediately. One, yeah, or me, you're just like, what, who am I, you know? Yeah. Um, but this one, it wouldn't leave me alone. I just kept like vividly picturing it in my head. Like when, when you remember things, do you remember them in like images 
Like, do you see like it like a like a Polaroid almost like in your head? No. Oh, that's how I remember everything. I remember what it looks like. The colors like are very vivid to me. So like if like if somebody has colored hair, I usually remember them better than someone who just has like average hair. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> colors are very important to me. And this dream was extremely colorful. And did you see like Alice in Wonderland, like the Disney movie when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, at some point. Um, there's a, a scene in that movie and well, there's two scenes and my brain kind of like merged them together. And in the very beginning, she's laying in a flower field and everything's very peaceful and very calm and just like daisies are kind of moving around her. And in that dream, that's where I was laying. And I was just looking up at like a sunny sky and all these flowers. And then one of them like giggled. And I was like, what the that like where did that come from and then like another one giggled that that one was giggling and then a third one did and then it had like a hiccup and a bubble came out of like its mouth like a little like cartoon bubble and then more of them started laughing and then it became like a little like contagious laughter kind of thing and lots of hiccups and lots of bubbles and there were all these different kinds of flowers like huge poppies with like the faces kind of like in alice in wonderland um little pansies and it was just like really big bright colorful flowers giggling and laughing and bubbles huh. and that's that's what I remembered and I remembered feeling very happy and cozy and silly and you know it's just kind of like a goofy little dream so I drew it on my wall because I had like a blackboard wall I drew it with chalk and I don't know I just I was like all right well what, what happens when I just wash this off like I just forget about it so I did a very poor rendition of the tattoo or of the the dream into a tattoo on myself on my leg that's cool though i like that um i think it's crazy just first of all though like you can still recall that so well you know yeah every time i look at the tattoo i'm like ah, gaily little flowers yeah that's so why i've never had a dream like stay with me like that but i i think that's that's cool i mean do you think that like it carried any symbolism for because i'm a true believer in uh the way that you dream is connected to the problems that you're facing currently in your life so like your your brain will manifest them mm -hmm. not necessarily like very in a very clear picture but it will at least present you with situations or imagery you know symbolism that are your issues at hand or maybe even something that you're just like pondering very hard recently or whatever you know i mean putting a lot of thought into so yeah, do you think that I, that if i were to break it down that way i would say it was because like that day that i had like before the dream was a very positive happy giggly silly kind of day and mm -hmm. then i just had a dream that kind of like just boosted that emotion you know and then like my brain showed me the things that i find silly and humorous and comforting okay okay that's cool though i mean <laughs> that's cool i like that i mean there's i kind of have like a similar thing uh i have i had this uh i had this like weird it's almost like a shield like a like a crest like a family crest shield is the way that i would describe it okay. but it's like done in like this like cheap wood and like cheap kind of like pleather but it's like a wall hanger it's probably like you know 
maybe like 12 by 12, you know, if you were to like put a, put a border around it, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Uh, but uh, it was just randomly in my room, like something that my parents just had around. I don't even know the backstory to it. Honestly, I need to find out from my parents. But, uh, you know, it was like one of those things that like I was just staring off into space and thinking about life and, you know, thinking about my future and 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 growing as a person and like wanting to make changes in my life. And like I just so happened to be staring at that at that time when I was like Mm -hmm. deep in thought. And so like my brain connected all those thoughts to that thing on my wall. So like every time I would like come into my room, I would look at it and feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm doing shit, you know, type of thing. So that's like the one little like banger piece that I want to get. I probably, I'll probably do it in my left arm ditch, but yeah, I mean kind of the same thing where it's, you know, you kind of, yeah, it's not really like a, I don't know. It's just something cool, I guess, that uh, may not mean a lot to somebody else, but, you know. Oh, that doesn't... Fuck those people. I mean, you just... You want it to mean a lot to you, you know? That's why it it matters to you and why you would get it, you know? Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, let's be real, though. I mean, there are some people that get tattooed solely for the art of tattooing, you know? I mean... Oh, yeah. Like, they'll just... I know. I mean, there's there's people out there that will go to an artist and be like, I really just love your work. I don't care what you do. Just do, you know? And here's my back. There's you know, one or, artist near here that I want to get that, but they also do, like, a lot of lewd tattoos, and I'm a little nervous that, like, I would end up with, like, something lewd. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd have to put it in a spot where, like, that would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, how big is it? You know, like... Yeah, Whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Like, be like side of the butt cheek. No one ever sees it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's uh, going back, though, we got sidetracked. So that's that's the small banger piece that I want done. That's on the docket. And then the bigger one, I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but it's the uh, the bear and wolf. The wolf. Yeah. And like a, mm-hmm. a forestry setting. I don't know how exactly it's going to be. Is it going to be like more zoomed out? Is it going to be more like like zoomed in faces of like a bear and a wolf? I don't know. Are they like coexisting or are they fighting? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> I'm curious about like the story, you know, like what is their their scene, so to speak? Are they just like little faces popped into a scene or is there like some kind of a emotion or conflict? Well, or? I, I mean, the symbolism like for me is like the the strength of a bear but the the cunningness of a wolf you know so like that's sort of like a yin yang thing i don't know mm-hmm. maybe it would be kind of sick to do kind of like a not exactly a, the the design of a of a yin yang but you know to maybe do some sort of like balance i don't know i'm not i'm not skilled enough to like you know it in artistry cool but see, you know like a very like composed wolf you know like how you see them very like stoic and then maybe like an angry as shit bear you know where they have like their mouth fully open and you know yeah. like drool or something i don't know fucking fish flying out of his mouth like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that definitely tells a story <laughs> but yeah i mean i wanted just like a bear like a very traditional bear face you know which has been done a bunch of times in the tattoo world which sure. I, I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, let's like, let's not get something 
that's been replicated a bunch of times. Let's like try to take it a step further. So like I introduced the the idea of the wolf face, and then now I'm like, let's do some fucking cool forestry work around. So like depending on, I haven't decided on a style either because I feel like it like any style could be pretty dope. You know, any anything from like neo American traditional where it's like real like vibrant colors but still mm-hmm. done in like the bold traditional american way to, exactly to you know even going back to kyle um and getting like a hyper realism you know bear face and wolf face i think that would be sick like i i don't know if he's like touched a lot of um wilderness stuff so like i would love to see his hand you know at uh try something like that you know so yeah that would be really cool especially if somebody does do realism if they can really get that like i feel like what's tricky about those animals is like the fur texture like how do you make it look like fur and not a ton of scribbly lines or like a flat piece exactly and i think that's why um a lot of people do end up doing it in a neo or non-neo american traditional way because it like sort of breaks down the image simply you know Mm -hmm. where it doesn't need that all of that you know nuance that you would find in like a realism tattoo but i mean whenever somebody nails an animal in a realism tattoo holy shit does it look really great yeah it's like above and beyond you know you're like yeah. is that even real like yeah photoshop <laughs> right no seriously so i don't but i feel like if i go the realism route i won't be able to like fit in the forestry stuff as much as i would want to I don't know. We'll see. I also got to get my belly in shape too for for this tattoo. As weird as that sounds to some of you, yes, like you know, maybe I need to cut back on a couple beers. You know, <laughs> have any of your tattoos changed shape over the year because of like different lifestyles that you have from um, ten years ago? That's a really cool question. Uh, but no, actually, I've been fortunate that most of my body change comes in my stomach. So, I mean, the rest, yeah, where I've been tattooed is everywhere but my stomach. So maybe gotcha. maybe I'll worry about it when, when I finally get my belly tattooed, when I go to complete my permanent, uh, my permanent shirt. <laughs> See, I really, really want a stomach tattoo. And I have like some small tattoos like below my belly button. But like the front of your stomach is just such a good piece of real estate and I'd be able to see it all the time. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, like if I ever get pregnant or have a kid like that tattoo is potentially fucking like it's dead, you know, yeah. like, it'll never be the same. so mm. I'm really torn. Like, do I want to risk it? Like, maybe it'll be fine. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, you know, I think it all comes back to being being at peace you know Mm -hmm. being really present with your tattoos um and if it does get ruined it gets ruined you know i mean you you still know what what it's about right like whatever you know don't let don't beat yourself up you know maybe i can get something that like the stretch marks will add to it or something i don't know (laughs) but like you could also look at it as like a symbol of having a child, right? Like this tattoo is wonky now because I brought life into the world. So you could look at it that way. 
Yeah. And I get why people do that because it, it feels like a little like pat on the shoulder, like everything's okay. But I'm much more like cynical than that. I'm just like, fuck, it's ruined. <laughs> sure. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at like, um, you know, a lot of guys are like bodybuilders, you know, they'll get oh, super yeah. jacked and then like they'll ruin a bunch of really good work and, yeah, they get like the like ruined. the tearing on their biceps and stuff, like the stretch marks that like almost keloid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but like, what if? And obviously, the like, I'm not trying to speak this into existence or anything. I'm not trying to put this out in the world. But like, imagine if you got hurt really bad and they had to like slice you open. You yeah. know, I mean, what what can you do there, right? Like, yeah, that's that. You know, like, um. so. Chelsea's uh, fiance Max actually he got a little funny tattoo um, after like a little bit of like a scary situation so he had like one of his lungs collapse and it was like a random fluke thing that he just coughed really hard and it collapsed and they're like holy shit all right so they had to put a port uh, through the front of him through his breastplate uh, to reinflate his lung yeah Um, and then, you know, keep them on like all this kind of stuff to like, you know, make sure it's healthy, close any holes, things like that. Um, but later he got a little uh, bike pump next to that that hole that was there. Yeah. And it says like uh, something like uh, if an emergency like inflate or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just like really cute. Making the best of the situation. You know, I like that. I didn't know that about Max. So uh, shout out to Max. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a really random thing, but I thought it was like a little cute thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think are we are we about at that time? We're about at that time. We we had yeah. some malfunctions around forty five minutes, guys. So if if the audio is a little wonky, uh, or the video is a little wonky, that's why. Uh, so we apologize for that, but uh, we'll do our best to make the transition smooth. <laughs> yeah, we're pros over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. It was fun to touch back on this subject and like expand on it a little bit more. I think we'll come back, right? Like we'll we'll both oh, get probably. some new ink and we'll oh, yeah. we'll talk about different aspects of of it, hopefully. Definitely. So um well thank you guys for listening. If you have any tattoo stories that you'd like to share with us, feel free to uh tweet at us, Egg Sausage Podcast. Um, we do put out episodes every single Wednesday on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. Consider supporting us on Patreon. It does help a lot, and it just keeps this going. So if you did enjoy to listen, maybe listen again, maybe support. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.